based box that i always use uh, yeah. they actually just sent me some like facial stuff which actually made my skin super soft and i think <laughs> i'm hooked on that product now uh, but they have all sorts of stuff they have like razors they have uh skincare hair care you name it they have it all and what's cool about it is that they have a it's a box so you can add and remove stuff as as you go and it's not that expensive and they'll just ship it to you sometimes i forget to order razors and before i know it some more razors show up or yeah. i don't before I had this, uh, I would forget to buy razors. Like when you go buy groceries and stuff like that, I'd always forget razors. But with this, they would always send it to me. And I had it way before even the sponsorship. So, you know, check them out. The link's going to be in the description. And I just found out that the Ch- Chunky Chicanos are almost going to release it. We, uh, there's 10,000 of them. Uh, NFTs, you know, I don't know if you've heard of NFTs, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. a, it's a new and upcoming thing. Uh, those are going to start minting soon. So, you know, go follow them on Instagram. The, that link is also going to be in the description. It's going to be on the Solana platform. So if you don't have Solana, I suggest you go buy some. <laughs> start buying Solana right now. And sign up for your crypto wallet and all those things. Uh, it's really easy. We're going to do a video for you guys so you guys can, you know, get a gist of it. And a walkthrough. So, and then also PNW gear. We can't forget about them. Uh, they have all sorts of like little EDC gear, uh, you know, lanyard beads, you name it, lighters. They have uh, all sorts of stuff. Go and check them out. Their link is also going to be in the description. Uh, I like the little toothpick. I use that thing all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to mess around with it all day. Yeah. You never know when you need a tooth, a metal toothpick. So, all right, we're live. Welcome back to Mescal and Mogul. It's your boy. Don't want the scar in your face. Your boy, Scarface. And uh, today I'm with the co-host, John. What up, guys? Back again. Today we kind of scored a pretty good guest. Yeah, and I've been um, wanting, I mean, I've been following him for a while. I've been watching his videos uh, just because out of, uh, during the whole pandemic, I got into the, the whole overlanding thing, the, the whole van life. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, and I think a lot of people got into the, the van life during that time. Yeah. And, uh, and and I started researching online. I ran into his YouTube, then, you know, his Instagram. And then and luckily enough, we have him on the podcast today. Yeah. And today we have Talon Sai. Yep, that's it. Yeah, and going on, guys? You're a YouTuber. Uh, I mean, entrepreneur. Like, you do everything. I was, like, following you. You have your own clothing brand now, too, as well. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I mean, I started doing YouTube full time and uh, I realized that I needed to basically make it a business because it 100% is. So kind of got my hands in a little bit of everything and yeah, just kind of figuring stuff out as I go. Cool. And I mean, uh, we wanted to get to know you and I'm sure the listeners want to get to know you. So I'm going to you know, kind of start in the beginning. Where are you uh, originally from? I grew up in eastern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. and uh about like in the country I, I always just tell people philadelphia but i'm really like an hour and a half almost two hours outside the city it's where i grew up and uh since then i went to school at penn state university so i have two degrees in uh, it information security and stuff like that and uh it, it seems like just yesterday but i started uh my youtube channel about five years ago oh, wow. and i've been a full-time creator now for about three and a half years Okay. Out of those five years. And uh, so, so you said uh, you that's where you went to school, right? What, what were your original plans? Like, were you going to be like some sort of IT tech? Uh, like, what were your goals in the beginning? Yeah, I, so I graduated from uh, Penn State University back in 2014. And I worked in the IT, like corporate world for about five years. And then I think about two years into like, having a legit career, I started making YouTube videos because I was an IT consultant. So I would travel around to new cities all the time and I was consuming a ton of YouTube. Um, I had already known how to run a camera and edit a little bit. So I was consuming all this cool like vlog style content. And I was like, I travel a lot. My life is interesting enough that I think I could like tell some stories about the places I'm at and people I meet and things along those lines. And I just challenged myself to make one video a week. And um, next thing you know, I mean, two and a half years later, I was making more money for myself than I was traveling around the country doing IT stuff. So I eventually took the plunge, quit my job. And uh, 
this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> That's well, crazy. Yeah, like it, it, it's funny how a little bit of consistency and then just like, because uh, people, I mean, we see it all the time. Somebody will start a YouTube, put out a video, two videos, and they don't see those views go up. They don't see like the, uh, I, I'm assuming they expect like an overnight su- success type of, you know, so, go viral and then live off YouTube. But it takes a little bit of time. Like you said, you, it took you two and a half years. And then uh, when I was talking to Aaron, I don't know if you know Aaron Malone from Gideon's Tactical. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel and he's doing the full time. Well, he's doing RV life. Uh, you know, he, he bought an RV and everything like that. And he also said okay. it, it took a long time. Uh, he, he's doing the RV because he, he, he took his entire family. He, he has two kids, a wife and him. Uh, and he okay. stopped by here too, you know, so it, it's really cool how, uh, a lot of people's stories, especially in YouTube is, uh, like if you're consistent and you put out, you know, good, uh, quality content, I mean, don't just record some yeah, random I stuff. I think that's the key. Most people just put content out. And it's kind of like we were talking about like the podcast the other day. <clears throat> if you have like really bad quality, like audio, most people will tune out. And so like if you don't have good content, no matter how much you post or how long you post, it's not going like, to yeah. benefit you yeah. at all. Yeah, for sure. What, what, audio quality definitely should come first over video because there's so many people who like throw on <laughs> videos at work and they might not be looking at the video. But if the auto quality, yeah. audio quality is good they'll keep listening and watching. But if the audio is bad, then they're going to click off of that real fast. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and then it also goes a long way. You, when you can nail your audio, uh, you just sound a little bit more professional. You know, they're like, Oh, they got some good quality stuff. Instead of, uh, I, I've listened to some people's podcasts where they, they don't want to invest like 50, 60 bucks in a USB mic or anything like that. Uh, right. they, they just use their headphones for like from, from their yeah. uh, Apple iPhones oh, and that. you can hear the echo. You can hear, it just sounds horrible. Uh, yeah. And just investing, uh, which is cool. Like right before we, you know, we jumped on the podcast, uh, you got your microphone, your own headset, you know, not a lot of people have that stuff, especially mm-hmm. when we've done zoom, they sometimes use their, uh, just their phone. And you can hear mm-hmm. the echoes and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, because you also have a podcast too as well. Yeah, I did a podcast just like for like really close followers. Um, it's a lot of just like me and my friends, like inside jokes or drinking and just like talking <laughs> about just dumb stuff all the time. But you don't you don't need a ton of good gear to mm-hmm. do YouTube. Like, I mean, I, I just got the new iPhone recently. I'm not one to upgrade my phone all the time, mm-hmm. but I went from like a 10 to the 13 and the camera quality on this is phenomenal so i'll use this as like a supplemental camera on my main channel typically like i have all my camera stuff sitting here in my office but typically i'm running around with like this is an expensive ish setup but this is professional camera lens mic everything i use it every day when i started my youtube channel i started on one of these little things right here the point it's just like a little point shoot the audio quality not great but it was enough to get me started um I, I never got into YouTube to make a living doing it. I just like watching videos. So I was like, I'm just going to share my story. And the the main thing is obviously having the content, putting together a story that's watchable. You can easily listen to it. And then once you get the content nailed, then you can start working on getting better gear and also the technique of running a camera. Like anyone can pick this up and take decent video but then when it comes to photos and more professional video, when you upgrade to more expensive gear, then you got to learn the ins and outs of how to frame stuff, color grading, and just everything related to a camera, really. I, I like that you said uh, your iPhone 13. Yeah, we, we run this through a lot. And I, I think we sound like broken records by this point. But um, a lot of people, especially you, get more reach out for sure. They're like, oh, um, I'm thinking about doing video or thinking about doing pictures or blah, blah, blah. And like, what should I buy? And off the bat, they yeah. want to buy this expense. But like, yeah, we yeah, always I, say like the phone's like perfectly fine. Yeah, I fine. tell them, I'm glad you you brought it up because yeah. I tell them the first thing, and I know it's not something they want to hear. Uh, the reason I tell them, use your phone in the beginning just because if it's something you actually love doing, like say you go out and take pictures on your phone, because you can take some decent pictures on a phone, especially the newer yeah. iPhones. Yeah. Uh, if you love doing that and then editing, because people love the whole idea of like taking photos, videos, a uh, YouTube channel. But as soon as they get to the editing part, <laughs> that's where everyone falls off. You know, uh, yeah, I was like, sure. if you look, if you fall in love with that process, I was like, then you can upgrade your equipment, uh, buy a new camera by, uh, I don't know what, which camera are you running right now? Uh, I've run in. So my main video camera is the Canon EOS R. Mm. 
my vlog lens is like a 15 to 35. So this is what I shoot most of my videos on. And then I have a, the same body, but with different lens sets for photos. So when I'm out, like I'm actually editing a video right now. We were out on the trails yesterday. Instead of swapping out gear all the time, like switching lenses, I'll just use this for video and these for photos because I've been getting more into photos recently too. Um, a lot of people come to me with those same questions though. They're like, I have this great idea for a YouTube channel and I'm going to do this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And they're looking for advice. Like what gear should I get? How do I do this, that, whatever. And the first question I always ask, especially when someone's like real gung ho about that, I'm like, okay, you want to start a YouTube channel. You have this idea. Have you made any videos yet? Like you should be making videos yeah. before you decide to even upload them to YouTube, whether you just keep them on your computer, share them with your friends or whatever. Like you got to take the first step. You can't just, a lot of people will talk a lot before taking any action and I'm the complete opposite of that. Like even, especially now that I'm doing YouTube full time and I'm working on all these projects, I won't even hint or mention anything that I'm working on until it's already coming to fruition. So yeah, like start with your camera phone, start with just whatever you have and just do it before you think about like investing more time and money into it. Yeah. And it's crazy how like, uh, sadly I've seen some people who went and bought a bunch of equipment and then they ended up just not loving the whole process, you know, uh, like uh, for, for us, we love the yeah. whole content creating. And I'm sure you do too. Like uh, to me, it's fun creating something like uh, and then like sharing it to people, whether it be like pictures or videos and just getting their reaction. I love the whole editing process because then you can make it your own, you know, uh, yeah. your own style and things like that. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that just so people <laughs> listening can uh, can see that it's. You're more. You were more in like you wanted to make the content. You weren't worried about I need to have the best equipment. Of course, if you at the time you yeah. could have got the equipment, you would have been like, yeah, I'll get all this. But you learn as you go, and you're like, maybe I should get you know upgrade my camera, get better quality, you know, video and audio, and then slow on. You you start getting all this equipment because to buy everything at once. I mean, you know, a camera, a, a body, the lenses are super expensive depending on which lens you yeah. go with. Uh, and people don't realize that they think it's, you know, you just go, I mean, I started with a, a Canon T6i and just with a kit lens on it, you know, and then, mm -hmm. but I fell in love with the process. And so then I upgraded. Now I have the, the Canon R6. I have like multiple lenses for that, which are expensive. Like for it's those like people that know people the cameras. don't understand that the, right. I think the most important part is like the glass, the glass is like, if, if you're going to invest into this, like the body is like great and all. But the glass is what literally breaks your bank, man. Like you're trying to get, yeah. Like you, I, I know saw a picture on your um, Instagram. You, I think you have like the good, like basically the run for everything. You have like the wide angle with the eighteen to thirty five, and then the twenty four to seventy, which is perfect. Um, you can get away with that for basically anything. Yeah, that's and then you have the seventy to two hundred, right? Yeah, my lens set basically like my running gun lens is the fifteen to thirty five, yeah. so it's super wide. I can handhold the camera mm -hmm. and like get everything I want in frame. And then I have a medium length lens. Mm -hmm. If I'm doing a lot of like talking head stuff, um, I'll put on a twenty four to seventy. Yeah, so that covers the mid range. And then my main photo lens is a seventy to two hundred. Yeah, and like this lens is super expensive, and I, <laughs> I would never recommend this to anyone unless you're like already a professional and if you're a professional then you already know what a lens like this yeah. is capable of so yeah, yeah it's uh, cool. a lot of people get too obsessed with the gear early on and <laughs> it it just doesn't work out you know and and then and talking about content like or you know wanting to do content what were some of the the first videos that you were doing were they like vlogs or were they uh yeah. Um, I, when I decided to make a YouTube channel, like I said, I was already watching a lot of YouTube and I was going on to a new assignment in Boston, Massachusetts, and I was going to be living in a hotel up there for a while. So I ended up living in a hotel room for like nine months while I was on this project. And that's when I got like this little point and shoot camera. I invested in a computer and this is not something that I would even recommend for people to do because years before this, I mean, I've been making videos well before like the YouTube channel that everyone knows about. And I would just carry around a GoPro or like a little flip camera or record stuff on my phone. So I knew 
I, I had enough experience that I knew what I wanted to get and how I wanted to go about doing it. So little point shoot camera, uh, MacBook to edit on. And then I was just like driving around the city, skateboarding, going to bars, just like straight up vlog stuff. Like I'm waking up today. Don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to bring a camera and document everything. And, so. uh, so it started with the vlog things and was it, did any of those videos or which video? Cause everyone runs into a video like, Oh, I released this video. And then all of a sudden it just like shot pops up. up. Yeah. Pops up. from there. Yeah. So I didn't have that for probably like a year to a year and a half into making videos. I had, so I think my subscriber growth was like 500 subscribers after the first year. And then May, may have been like 15, it may have been like 10,000 then after the next. And, um, I started getting more into like my hobbies. I have so many hobbies, like knives, firearms, skateboards, vehicles, like everything. So a few of my electric skateboard videos performed pretty well because they were searchable. I was reviewing them in like my own style, just talking about what I liked about them and everything. And, um, they performed better than just a standard vlog. And then I started making firearm content, which now is completely <laughs> frowned upon on oh, YouTube. Yeah. And that's a whole other story. But um, I started showing some of the guns that I've built and things like that. And this one pistol that I built a while ago, I still have it. Um, for some reason, it exploded. It was like my first viral video. And then I was gaining subscribers super fast. So I decided, okay, People like this style of content so and this topic. So I'm going to put like one video a week on my channel. At this point, I was probably doing two or three videos a week. But I was dedicating one video to firearms. And I called it Sunday Gun Day. So that video ended up getting like eight and a half million views oh, wow. until Damn. YouTube <clears throat> destroyed me. And I had to take it down. And that, oh, we can man. talk about that too. But... Um, so the firearm stuff is what, uh, like I saw exponential growth early on. And then like I transitioned into just whatever I'm interested in at the time. So motorcycles, like right now I'm doing motorcycles, vehicles between my van. I just built a truck. I'm doing a lot of different things and all the firearm stuff is now on a channel of its own. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't jeopardize like the stuff that I truly love. It, it, it's, a, it's a hard balance. Yeah, the I'm glad you brought up the gun thing because uh, uh, I I think uh, you know shout out to Baby Yoda for uh, you know making this happen. She uh, yeah. she mentioned like she does gun stuff, right? Like gun stuff, knife stuff, and then we also do the media over at Top Knives, and uh, we we have an issue with posting like knives because especially like tiktok tiktok, TikTok right now hates us man they, they hate <laughs> yeah us. If, if we post a, like say i had a knife oh, i'll have them over there but say i had a knife and i posted it and just show it flagged com violated yeah. community guidelines you name it <clears throat> but if we post a video of us destroying stuff <laughs> completely fine that's so weird yeah it, it makes no sense and like i i tried uh i mean I, I have a tiktok i don't post on it very often but i whenever a new big platform comes out i gotta try to like see what it's all about and everything so i actually I, I gained followers really fast over there i didn't promote it like anywhere else like instagram or youtube but the algorithm was crazy and then i uploaded a video um i think it was it was just the intro to my sunday gunday channel immediately taken down <laughs> i was like all right and it wasn't like I'm in a safe environment. I was on my own range. I was just shooting. There's music in the background, whatever. It's just like a cool little clip. And yeah, they do. They, they crack down on all that. Stuff. And, and then it's funny because on TikTok, you have these girls who are like basically <laughs> nude. Naked. Dude. Yeah. Straight Dancing. up. <laughs> and then you post something that you're, even if you're trying to be like, hold like a safety class, like holding a gun. No, you're done. Oh, uh, like right now, right now on TikTok, we're banned because I posted a video and it was just like a, it was nothing bad and they, they banned us and we're banned for like a week. We it can't sucks. post anything. And, and they, they ban you for timelines like that. Dude, if, that. If, if, just, if you keep the, violating yeah. the guidelines, they, uh, they keep extending your time. First, it was a day. Then it was like two three, days. Yeah. Two and or three days. Now it's a week. And it's kind of like, um, how do I explain it? You're 
so we capitalize a lot on TikTok at work. And so like we'll put effort into some of these videos that go onto TikTok. And then you kind of like cross your fingers the minute you're trying to hit the button to upload. Yeah. And it gets like, dude, like oh, it's so it's so like I don't even know how to explain it, man. Cause it's frustrating. You, yeah, it, it gets to the point that you're like, so do we make videos for this or like but we like TikTok's great. Like yeah. it has a really good algor- algorithm when it works, but like when it doesn't, like you scratch yeah. your head and I'm like, so what do I do with this video? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's but, but it's whatever. My like that happened to me obviously with the whole firearm thing. And the best way that I describe it is that it was so demotivating because I would put in all this effort into videos and those videos specifically cost me a ton of money and a ton of time. Um, and then by the time you upload it, it's demonetized. It's not getting recommended. And it gets like, even my videos now, they'll get like 5,000 views. And I'm like, I- I'm motivated to make them because I enjoy making videos. But at the same time, when it doesn't have the reach that it should or that it had in the past, I'm like, I'm not going to stop. But I'm like, why am I still doing this? Mm. It-, it just it doesn't benefit me at all because... I want to share this information and this cool content with people, but if it's getting suppressed like that, I'm just wasting a ton of time and a ton of money and I'm not really getting anything out of it. So, so I, I know you, you talked about, uh, you would do those videos and they would go viral and that, that's where, uh, you got your extreme growth. And then everybody went through because YouTube changed the way they were doing their AdSense and things like that. Uh, that's how a lot of uh, content creators get paid on on YouTube. You know, it's through the the Google AdSense. Uh, so when they started like cracking down on firearms, did you instantly start seeing your your? Uh, did they warn you, or did they just demonetize all your videos that had firearms in it? instantly demonetized they pulled my channel from the partner program so for people who don't know the partner program is essentially how you can have ads on your videos to then make a little bit of money in return and uh, granted like from the beginning i that was the first way i made money on youtube but then i since expanded into like affiliate marketing and partnerships with companies and things like that but when they pulled my channel from the partner program i was pulled for like six months until i could get a fix oh wow um, yeah, definitely they, had they hurt. cut off dude they, they cut off all ties so i couldn't even talk to creator support and i had at this point i probably had so like a maybe two hundred fifty thousand subscribers mm. so like in the grand scheme of things not a huge creator but big enough that i should have contact with with youtube so I missed out on a ton of money. Like I, I share, I share the figure with like friends and stuff and I'll tell you guys offline, but like I missed out on a lot of money because I'm getting millions and millions of views a month with like no ads on the videos. So, um, what, what ended up happening was to get everything back monetized on my main channel. I took down like a hundred, a hundred plus videos of firearm stuff. I deleted close to 30 million views worth of videos from my channel in like one fell swoop. And then I re-uploaded them to a new channel knowing well that it wasn't going to be monetized, but hoping that they could then re-monetize my main channel. Mm -hmm. And then this is like super long story short, but um, I did get my main channel monetized again. So I don't do firearm stuff on my main channel anymore. And then just like, I think it was was this past year. might've been in October or something randomly got pulled from the partner program again, my main channel. And I was like, great, here we go again. I'm not doing anything against their policies. Like I, I didn't know what the issue was, but it ended up being flags that still remained on my channel from the videos that I had deleted. So there, there were a hundred videos on my channel. Some of them got flags because people were reporting it and whatever deleted those videos, but those flags remained. And then YouTube swipes everyone's channels when they change their policies and do algorithm changes. They can't even explain how it works. And those flags were still there. And I can't see them. Only like back-end YouTube people can see it. So they pulled me. And then luckily, I've been working with like two different agencies who have dedicated partner reps, like contacts at YouTube. So I texted them immediately. I'm like, yo, can you help me with this? And they got it reversed in like three days or so. Um, the main problem with that though, is that when you get pulled from the partner program, your views and everything just kind of stops at like flatlines, plateaus, and even drops a little bit. So 
I'm still kind of going through that a little bit. Like my videos are not performing that like the way that they could be if it was organic growth without being pulled from the partner program. But it's not bad enough that I'm going to stop doing it. I'm just going to keep posting because I mean, I, I love doing this. I love making videos. So I'm going to keep doing it in hopes that I'll be back in their good graces at some point and I can just continue making a living doing it. Yeah. And I, I know you mentioned earlier too that, I mean, some people will put all their eggs into one basket, you know, and that basket could be like a YouTube channel, but you're actually branching out to other areas. Like you, you, you started your own uh, clothing line. Uh, I think mm -hmm. you released your own knife, the one that, that was posting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I actually got that right here. Can I show knives on here? Oh, yeah. Is it no, going okay. on TikTok? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everywhere except TikTok. You have to hit yeah, something so, so they don't take it down. Right. Um, yeah, I, I started the clothing line like last year and it's just like hats and shirts and hoodies and jackets and things like that because I'm always outside. So I like having like good quality gear. And, uh, I think going forward into this year, I'm going to work on more like higher end products like this. So this is a knife that I made in collaboration with a small knife maker that I met in the hometown that I grew up in. Uh, his company is called Two Feathers Productions. And he watched my channel, sent me some blades, and I loved them. So I was like, hey, man, could I like design my own knife? And I basically took one of his designs and scaled it down for like an EDC blade. And that's I've literally been carrying this since I got it like a couple months ago now. So, yeah, these are one big project that I'm working on. I, I do have uh, my own signature pistol too, which I designed. Oh, wow. And that's a little bit more difficult to do than a knife just because of everything mm -hmm. that's involved with that. But I'm going to be working on more projects like that, like really cool collaborative efforts between myself and other companies out there because I like reviewing things. So when I'm reviewing stuff that I like, um, it's cool to then collaborate with that company and put my own name on it too, because it's something that I use every day and I stand by it. So definitely, it's kind of where I'm going. Do you? Because I, I I've seen you post like it's like a pelican case full of knives, mm. but yeah, they're all, but, it's it over there. <laughs> but they're all folders. Are you into the the fixed blades? Yeah. So uh, I mean, definitely big into folders. I have like a literally a rifle case with pick and pluck foam. I probably have like. 84 folders or something like that. And a lot of them are kind of, I don't want to say sentimental, but like a lot of them were gifts from people. Um, I like would, I visited uh protect down when I was traveling in the van in California and I did a shop tour with them and we built a knife. So like, that's a knife that I don't even carry, but it's one that I'll keep forever just cause I, I got that memory with it. And that's kind of what knives mean to me a lot. Still something I use every day. And then I, I've always been into folders, but not for carrying them like every day until I was able to put my own spin on one like this. So uh, I, I don't have quite as big of a fixed blade collection. I probably have like, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 fixed blades mm. just from like testing knives and stuff like that. But fix, I'm like fixed blade all the way now. And I've, <laughs> I've been... I was actually going to do some stuff with tops like a few years ago before COVID. Uh, I was working with Blade HQ, mm -hmm. and that was when Zach was still there. I don't know if you guys have ever met Zach. But he was the one with the glasses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were he he was setting it all up, and we were going to cut out blanks of like whatever we thought would be the best knife design, and we were going to go head to head. We we're going to drive up to Idaho and cut them out, finish them, and everything, and then do like a almost like a forge and fire style competition. Mm -hmm. And it just never happened because the country was shutting down and everything. But yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to come up there. You, you should, uh, one of these days, uh, afterwards, you know, uh, I'll get your info. We'll, we'll try to, we'll, we'll get you some stuff. We'll get you some stuff to test out, you know, hope you know, let us know what you think, you know? So cool, I, yeah. I, we'll do that afterwards. But, uh, I want to get into, uh, I mean, where I found you was, uh, I was searching during the whole pandemic people, it really shot up because people were outdoors more. They were going out it's and, crazy, it, it, and so everything went up. Like, uh, I remember he, he was trying to find razors, RVs. Uh, and then all of a sudden I started seeing like these vans pop up, you know, vans yeah. pop up, people are out and I'm like, people make these into homes. Uh, I remember seeing, you know, uh, baby Yoda's, she was, she, she had her, uh, the pop-up tent, the, the pop-up tent and stuff like that. And I didn't want to do something like that. I wanted to do something 
where I it, it was just there, right? And so in my head, I'm like yeah. thinking maybe like a bigger school bus or something like that and making that into it. Marvin the school bus. So huh? I started yeah. like searching <laughs> and then I started finding your stuff, you know, and but yours is like, wait. Dude, man. you got an insane, <laughs> an insane rig, man. Yeah. Like it's insane. Yeah. What? I luckily did. I, I was into that stuff before like COVID and everyone was like, oh, I want to live on the road and be outdoors and stuff. I mean, I've always been outdoors, like even from a kid. And then... I was moving around so much doing IT consulting that by the time I was on my last couple of assignments, like my very last one, when I quit, I, I went from, I think I was working up near New Jersey, like uh, Keyport, New Jersey, somewhere up there. And then I had to move down to Miami in like a week. Ooh. So I, I was living in out of studio apartments for a long time. Like I'm a very minimal person when it comes to like stuff that I actually need to live. And I would load everything up in the back of a, I had a Subaru Crosstrek at the time. So just like a little small hatchback kind of style car and threw all of my stuff in there. I was sleeping on an inflatable mattress. I had an inflatable sofa, like very, very minimal stuff. And I would travel all the way down to Miami, rent an apartment and set up. And I lived there for like six months. So I was kind of always like into that minimal thing. Not, not even like, I, I didn't do it on purpose. It was just like a, this makes my life so much easier with yeah. how much I'm moving. Like I'm just, I'm just living like this, like this is cool. And then when I quit my job and did started doing YouTube full time, uh, I was just like racking my brain thinking about like what the next steps would be. I didn't want to buy a house yet. Cause I didn't want to like settle down. So I was like, I'm going to buy a van. And this is obviously luckily before the prices skyrocketed. Yeah. So yeah, I got the van. I started traveling in it. I've had it for about three, maybe four, coming up on four years, I think. And um, I I was so used to living minimally that transitioning to living in a van was like super easy. <laughs> like, this it was, was nice. <laughs> yeah. And like, granted, my van is like really hooked up. I got a shower and a toilet and a fridge and stovetop. I even installed a microwave and things like that. But it was pretty like turnkey from the start. And then as I traveled the country, I started upgrading it for whatever I needed. So bumpers, lights, a winch, um, more seating area, stuff to hold gear, like a mountain bike in the back, a trailer hitch to carry a motorcycle. So I'm kind of, kind of built it as I went along. So, so how long into like you bought the van, right? And, uh, for those listening, you know, I mean, we're going to put his link in the description and everything, you know, go check out his YouTube, his Instagram, but it's a Mercedes sprinter van. It, yeah. um, so I kind of want to elaborate on your question. Um, we both know how, how expensive these are, mm-hmm. but was this, cause was this like, um, you bought it for like, uh, not just for, was it part of it kind of like, um, for your content as well? Was that kind of the main purpose or was it just cause like it worked overall for everything like content, it was going to work out for you living, um yeah it was it was definitely a combination of everything yeah and then i think the other question like part of that question i wanted is like how did that reflect onto your um like your content your views like once you got that because like i'm saying like we we love that and it's like insane an insane purchase for sure like the content creation for that part like i I wasn't thinking like oh i'm gonna have a cool van so like my views are gonna go up it it never really affected it all that much because i i make it like you can't really put me in a single category for anything on my channel because i do a little bit of everything which is why i call the series stuff in things i'm always doing a Mm -hmm. bunch of random stuff random things whatever and um yeah i bought the van knowing well it was a huge investment because I, I mean that that could have easily been a down payment for a house, yeah. so it was kind of the perfect combination of everything for me at the time. I had all the freedom anyone could ever want because I'm working for myself. I can travel the country like no strings attached. So I bought the van, knowing that I wanted to basically live in it at some point. So the first year I had the van, I did like a half cross country trip. Like I went down to a uh, blade show in, um, Atlanta. I think it was yeah, in Atlanta. Atlanta. And then I ended up, I think I went to like Florida. I ended up coming out to Denver, Colorado, which is where I live now. And I had a bunch of friends out here and then just kind of did like a little loop. And then just before COVID hit, I was planning 
to like go full time in the van. I wanted to hit all of the 48 states. I wanted to go up to Alaska and then the country fell apart. So I kind of like sat stagnant for a little while, just still making videos like at home and everything at my family's house. And then once thing, once I realized that things weren't going to change and like, there's still going to be restrictions and everything everywhere. I was like, I'm out, dude. I'm not, I'm not sitting here anymore. So got in the van and left. Um, and then I didn't go, I really haven't been back home since. So I lived in the van for two years. Um, this is extremely long story short, but I ended up coming back through Denver a lot, like traveling out West. And then I came here a year and a half ago and I was like, man, I love it here. I keep coming back here. I'm going to get an office space here because it's centrally located. And the next thing I know, like, I'm just going to build a house here. I'm still (laughs) going to travel, but like, it's such a good centrally located spot um, that I can fly around the country for YouTube. Like I have to, and it's just, I love the mountains. I love being outdoors. So it just worked out perfectly. Did it take a long time? uh, Cause you buy the van. Did it take a long time to convert it over to what it is now? Or did you have it done all at once? So it, it started its life. Uh, it's actually a Winnebago product. It's called the Winnebago Revel. Mm-hmm. So I knew I didn't want to build out my van, which I have good enough know-how, woodworking skills. And I, I could put a van together, but not as nice or as quickly as just buying a turnkey option. So when I bought the van, it's more like RV style, like mainly for like older generations. But it was four wheel drive. And that was my main thing. I wanted a four wheel drive and I wanted a sprinter van. So it had a bed, had the shower and the toilet, the plumbing, basically the plumbing and the electrical were the main things that I didn't want to deal with. So I just got the turnkey option. And then as I started traveling and using it and abusing it, I was like, okay, these are the things that I need to upgrade now. So um, I've, I've worked with a lot of van companies too. So I, after living in the van for so long and working on the van myself, I could definitely build a, a very nice van. But at the time, I was still new to it, so it was just the easiest option for me. Um, I wanted to ask just because you've been contemplating about like getting into mm-hmm. like one of those. What maybe just like a price difference? Is it worth doing it yourself? Like, let's say we try to build something like what you have going on, uh, maybe not with all the options, but like the inside of like the turnkey, like you said. Um, yeah. Is it a huge difference or do you think you, you know, it's like, eh, if might you as well pay the money. Might as well. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It depends what you want to do with it. Like mm-hmm. if you want to live in the van, a turnkey option is a really, really good way to do it. Cause then you have dealers to support any kind of like warranty stuff all around the country. If you're just getting into a van for like weekend trips or like long road trips for a week or two. If I was doing that, I would probably build a van myself. Mm -hmm. Like right now, if I didn't have a van, I, I have other vehicles now. So like for a while there, the van was my only vehicle. I am only using the van now for like long road trips and stuff. So I don't need all the functionality that I have on the van. So I would probably build my own like super bare bones, like really easy lithium electrical system, not a whole lot of water because generally like you can shower at truck stops and stuff like that. So I I would go more bare bones if I was doing it now. But if it's like something that you really want to tackle and get into and live out of, then I think a turnkey option, there's really great turnkey options out there. Did did you see a huge, uh, especially during the whole pandemic time, did you see a huge spike in uh, like views for, for your van? Uh, a few videos were, I mean, performed pretty well, like that were reaching outside of my subscriber base too. So since I was doing van stuff full time, like it was a van video Monday, Wednesday, Friday for almost two years. Um, I definitely gained like a new audience base, which I like doing. Like I like covering all of my hobbies and having a little bit of, a connection with my audience, no matter what we're talking about. So nothing went like crazy viral. I did some cool trips. Like there was this, uh, you guys ever hear about the monolith that was in, uh, Utah, Oh yeah, yeah. that big silver thing. <laughs> yeah. I happened to be in, uh, I was actually up near you guys. I was in, I think Jackson hole the day before. Okay. 
So I was coming down through Wyoming into Utah and people are blowing up my phone, like DMs on Instagram. They're like, they know I like space and like aliens and stuff like that. And they're like, yo, go find this monolith. So I dug around on the internet, found coordinates on Reddit. And then I went out in the van, like just mobbing through the desert to find this thing. And I made a video of the whole thing, found it, took some photos, like flew the drone. It was, it was really cool. And then the next day it was like, taken down and ripped out. So there was some news articles. I think CNN was the first one that reached out. They're like, Hey, can we use some of your videos to cover this topic? And I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> Send the check. Over. <laughs> um, so that, that video did pretty good, but nothing was like, nothing really went super viral. And I, I think my standards of what I would consider viral have definitely been increased since I do this full time now. Yeah. So, Does it? Yeah. Did you ever get to the point where it was, because uh, I asked some other YouTubers this, is they watch the, they get more worried about the the views, the likes, and things like that, rather than the content. Did you ever get to that point? Because, I mean, I haven't really seen it on your channel. Like, you're always, uh, you're always putting out good content, you know? It's never like, oh, I'm just going to put out a video or try to go viral this time, you know? Was it ever at that point? Did you ever get to that point? Yeah, I, I never... I never purposely made a video to like go viral. Like I see all these trends and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I appreciate them. I love, I still love watching YouTube, but I'm not one to like chase after numbers. And I think that's where a lot of people fail. Like don't get into YouTube to make money because like someone like me is kind of in the minority. Like it's kind of rare for it to happen. You have to put in like, people don't understand how much work you have to put in to make it actually beneficial. Um, early on, I was always like very obsessed with looking at my subscriber count and view counts on videos and stuff like that. And then after doing it for so long, I used to set subscriber number goals each year. I'll do like a recap video and be like, I think my goal for this year is to get another hundred thousand subscribers. And after being pulled from the partner program twice, like I don't even think about that stuff now. I'm just happy that I do have an audience of people who like the same things as me. I like having conversations with them in the comments section. And I'm what it comes down to is just I'm super thankful that I'm able to do what I love whenever I want, wherever I want, and I can make a living doing it. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. Like it, uh, a lot of people just see you out having fun. So you going on hikes, long drives, uh, living off the van, but they don't see the constant like uh, editing, getting the, the long drives. You, of course, you're not going to record the, the, the entire you know road trip there. Uh, like right. All the driving, like all the behind the scenes. People always see like what you put on Instagram and YouTube, but they don't see all the behind the scenes. They think it's they think your entire life is just like what you put on on there. But you, you do a lot of editing. You have a lot of other businesses going on and you it's stress from those, like you're trying to figure those out and things like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you, you, you bring that up just because, you know, um, that's my biggest thing is like people will always see, Oh, he's doing this. It, you make it seem easy, you know, but it's in reality, it's not that easy. You, you just gotten to the point, you know, like, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Um, uh, I, I had another question on your, on your van, uh, is there some things on the van that you, cause you, I've seen several people on Instagram, like they have their vans, they're out traveling, put, posting really nice pictures, but you brought one up earlier. A lot of them go shower at truck stops, you know, they're sleeping mm -hmm. in Walmarts, uh, planet fitnesses just because they can't park anywhere else. Is there some things in the beginning that you did not, that caught you off guard? Like, Oh, like, uh, it, it was pretty hard in the beginning. So like a lot of people, especially like people who try to tackle Instagram as a full-time thing, I hate the term influencers, but a lot <laughs> of people consider themselves that, um, they definitely glorify van life. And I knew that was all bullshit going into it. Like I can just see all that stuff. And it, it it's pretty clear if you've traveled before that, you know, that that's not how they're living every single day. Um, like I'm literally sitting at where I edit right now. I filmed a full video. I ran six cameras yesterday between drones and photos and action cameras. People will only see like 5% of my entire day yesterday. 
So obviously when people see my content on YouTube, like they're getting the highlights, they're getting the fun stuff, stuff that's interesting to watch. But if you go through my van playlist on my channel, when I was living in the van, I made sure to include the boring stuff, the shit that sucked, like breaking the van and getting stuck places, um, sleeping in Walmart parking lots. Like I, I made it as realistic as possible because that's just like, I don't need people to think that I make a ton of money and I'm just like living this extravagant life because I'm not, I'm still just a normal dude. So I, I kept a lot of the raw aspects in a lot of those videos when I was living in the van. Yeah. Is there something that say someone that's listening is looking to get into this? Is there something that they should include in their builds? Uh, Cause that's my biggest thing. I'm always looking at videos and like, for me, I <coughs> I'm a huge shower guy you know i, I like mm -hmm. to take sometimes i take like two to three showers a day just because i like to i don't know i like the feeling it's weird so i was like if i build one it's gonna have to have a shower not to carry a pool in there yeah, or, or <laughs> yeah. Is, is there some things that you would recommend to people to actually invest the money into like and getting it done right the first time so i mean it really depends on like how you want your vehicle set up um, I knew i wanted a shower too because i plan on living in it so that's why i went with the turnkey option um, when you start getting into more complex plumbing and uh, electrical systems as well, that's when the price goes up and complications go up too. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you know that you really want a shower in the van, then make that a priority, like make that space a little bit bigger, make sure that everything is done right for that. Um, I, there's nothing that I like regret putting on the van or even not having on the van. I think after living in it, I got it dialed in pretty, pretty good. Um, but yeah, like if you know you want to shower, you got to do it right from the beginning. You have to get the plumbing right, get the space laid out properly because you don't, you don't want to make something too small or have like crappy plumbing because that shit's going to break. Like I actually had, just recently I posted a video of my van had a water leak and yeah, it was a nightmare fixing that. So, um, I actually, I'm, I'm posting a video this coming week. Uh, I had another problem with the van because it's getting up there. It's got like 60,000 miles on it now. And I had another problem, super dangerous situation, but it died in the middle of an interstate up in the Rockies, like on a mountain pass. <laughs> oh. And, uh, I document that stuff because it's real. And like, I'll get a lot of, like backlash from it. Like, Oh, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're doing. But I'm like, Hey man, this is reality of it. Like I'm sharing this with people out there because I know someone's going to benefit from seeing that stuff. Yeah. And it's cool that you show like, you know, both aspects because some, like you said, these influencers, they're showing just the, the highlights. They're not showing the, the bad stuff that just sitting around, like figuring out what to do, like in your situation, like always creating some new content, you know, uh, like what's next? Like, what am I going to do next? You always have to be thinking of like those things as well, yeah. too. Do you, do you ever get like um, creator burnout? Like you're like some days. Uh, you're like... I don't think I've ever had like full burnout. I think mainly because I don't know. I'm just a really like laid back person as it is. So kind of like what we were talking about, like worrying about view counts and subscriber counts and stuff like that. Um, if I ever start to feel like I'm overworking myself, I'll just slow down on making videos. Mm. I'll never not post a weekly video. Like I've been posting at least one video a week for over five years now, since I started my main channel and I'll never not do that. Um, I, I've definitely felt close to that burnout, but then I have a good sense of it. So I'm like, okay, I'm not enjoying this right now. So I got to switch gears. I got to do something different. Yeah. And uh, luckily, I think I've just found a good balance with all of the things that I do. Do you have like a schedule? Uh, I know a lot of people, that's what they do like every Wednesday at this time or or you can uh, video schedule. I, I try to stick with a schedule for as long as possible. So like right now I'm posting Tuesdays and Thursdays mm -hmm. and then on my gun channel, I'm posting every other Sunday. So that's kind of like my rough posting schedule. And then I just base my life around that. So like I'm editing this video that I'm working on right now because I know I have to post this coming Thursday. So I already have Tuesday video with the van breaking down up. 
And then yesterday we went out and filmed all day so I can post this Thursday. Mm -hmm. So then my videos are covered for this week. And then during this coming week, I'll go out and go camping or take the truck out. Like I'll just work on content for the future. That way I'm always a little bit ahead and I'm not so stressed out about having to make a video. Is is it easier now, like in your position, like to reach out to other uh, content creators and then like scheduling something to go visit them? Uh, and then create content that way. Yeah. Like when I was traveling around the country, that, that was perfect for that. Cause I, I always had a lot of creator friends, but obviously they're all spread out throughout the country. So I'd hit them up and be like, yo, next week I'll be in San Antonio. You want to meet up? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I definitely did a lot more collaborations while I was on the road. And then even now, like uh, baby Yoda and her husband, they were hit me up. I forget when we planned this. It was back in, uh, the summertime we were down at overland expo and flagstaff they're like oh you should come up and we'll go skiing this winter i was like cool so it was like a nine and a half hour drive from colorado and made my way up there made some videos and just hung out so yeah i don't i don't really go out of my way to like make a collaborative video with people but i i just like hanging out with like-minded people so i'll just go and have no plans just kind of hang out and just film whatever we're doing are, are there any plans of you like driving around the, the country again and, and doing that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, between like Christmas time, like a little after Thanksgiving up until around this time of year is sort of like my slow time where I can like hang out and sort of figure out plans for the year. But now my schedule is filling up like crazy. So my my next big trip will actually be in my truck, which I've been building, and that's going to start in the beginning of May. So I'm going from Colorado, I'm going up to the Pacific Northwest, and then I'm doing like a big loop through the Western states, going to end up at Overland Expo again, where I was hanging out with Baby Yoda. And that'll be one of my biggest trips this year, I think. And then you never know, like I'll I'll get invited someplace on the East Coast, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll load up the van and drive out instead of flying. So yeah. Yeah. I try to keep blocks of my schedule open. That way I can travel because I love doing it. Yeah, if you're ever like in this area, you know, definitely reach out. We would love you to to come over to the, the Tops headquarters and like just hang out, create some content. We Recently we had some videos go viral of us beating up a car. <laughs> Mainly because the reason we were beating it up was because we were trying to dole the knives because we were trying to do some uh, sharpening videos. And... I always tell people, we're not going to sit there and feather stick and chop wood for, for hours, hours to dole them out. I'm like, I'm going to go find the quickest way to dole out a blade so we can make the video in like 10 minutes. So we went out there and we just beat up. We have this uh, junk car and we just beat it up. And uh, he was beating it up. I was feeling, uh, filming him. That video is up to like almost 10 million views. And like we get so much. TikTok? Yeah. No, that one's on, on uh, Facebook. Facebook, we've been going viral on Facebook, uh, Facebook which, is, which is a lot harder. Us. Like yeah. going viral on like Facebook and Instagram is a lot harder than it is on uh, TikTok because TikTok. TikTok, we've gone yeah. viral on some videos, but it, it's weird how like the the weirdest thing and the caption has a lot to do with it. I put, he was cleaning the snow off the car and people were just roasting dude, him in the comments. Were <laughs> like, dude, that's a joke. <laughs> like they don't that's see the, the internet, man. Yeah, yeah. So if you're ever in the area and you mentioned blade show, like we, we usually go to a lot of the blade shows too. So if you're ever, uh, in the area to one of the blade shows, you know, you know, stop by the tops booth, you know, we're, we're there. Love to hang out with you, chat with you. Uh, cause we love what you do. You know, uh, several of us follow you, uh, yeah. like, uh, myself, John, uh, Craig, who's the general manager there. That's why I thought you were talking with, but now I found out it was the guy over at Blade HQ, yeah. and uh, yeah, well, he he was he was probably talking to Craig then, yeah, because I I hadn't really, I mean, I, I talked with some of you guys at Tops at like Shot Show and things like that, but just like in passing at the booth, he's so, not there at Blade HQ anymore, is he? No, no, not the guy he's talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Zach is no longer there. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you ever get a chance, uh, uh, like if you go to a Blade again, like we're gonna be at Blade Texas, Blade East, Blade West, uh. Uh, NRA uh, is another one we go to, and uh, we just got we got back from shot not too long ago, which was really cool. I thought they were going to cancel, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I skipped this year. <laughs> uh, but but it was uh, actually not that bad. We're uh, you know I'm not trying to plug them or anything or like uh, trying to hype us up, but Tops is like one of the like top uh, fixed blade companies, and mm-hmm. our our booth was packed. Like uh, it wasn't the attendance at the show was actually low, but 
our booth did not seem like it. You know, yeah, people, uh, other companies were coming over. There was a, a company down the, a few booths down and she came over here and she, she did this weird thing. She like looked, walked to the other side of the booth and looked. <laughs> and then, uh, and I was like, whoa, is there anything I can help you with? And she's like, what are you guys doing over here? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you guys are like literally packed the entire time. And, uh, there's not that much attendance, you know, like the attendance doesn't match your guys' booth. And I'm like, we just sell fixed blades. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, all USA made badass blades. That's why like uh, afterwards, you know, I'll, I'll get your information. Like, I'll let you see for yourself. You know, once you get your, I don't know if you own any right now. Uh, I, I don't, I almost bought one at shot like two years or whenever the last one was like three years ago, but I didn't want to fly with a giant sword <laughs> in my bag. Oh, so you probably was looking at the happen. Kuma cage. Yeah. Uh, dude, you guys have so many variants of like wicked blade shapes for like, you could do anything with them. So uh, yeah. I'm definitely familiar with your blades, but I don't own any right now. Well, we're going to have to change that. Yeah. But uh, what are your, uh, so you said the overlanding expo that that's your next uh, place that you're going to be at. Uh, I actually have a travel schedule, like a public travel schedule on my website. And the next trip I'm doing is I'm actually getting a loner van. So I'm, keeping my van here in Colorado and this company who builds badass vans, I think they're going to drop one off here and I'm going to take it out to uh, Southern California. I've been working with one wheel. They make like electric boards. Yeah, those and things are badass. I'm also a professional freestyle skier. So the company that I ride for is they're based out of Oregon now. So I'm going to go to Southern California. I'm going to go up to Lake Tahoe. We're going to ride there for a week and then I'm going to make my way back to Colorado. So that'll be like a two week trip. And that's coming up. Like I think next week I leave Dang. or two weeks from now. So I got, I got crazy travel schedules. Yeah. yeah and, and it's cool that something that you, you love to do and what got you there was just a little bit of consistency, you know, uh, cause you said you've been posting one video, at least one video a week for five years now. You know, and people yeah. don't realize that that's why, like, when people want to start something, I'm not saying don't start it by all means, like start whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to do YouTube channel, cool. But I like to I'm like, but you got to you have to keep doing it. Don't expect overnight success unless you do something crazy wild and go viral. Of course, then you'll blow up really quick. Mm -hmm. But then like uh, in order to build a successful channel, you know, you have to build that content, you know, those, those followers, that base. And it takes time. Like, just like anything, it takes consistency. If you want to work out and get lean, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's the same thing. Like it's, you're, you have to be consistent, Yeah. you know? So, um, for sure. It's, so that's a public thing. Uh, give people the information. Like where I'm, I'm going to put it in the description down below. Uh, but w where are some of the places they can visit you, like your website, your Instagram and things like that? Uh, yeah, my website, you can find everything over there. It's sci, S-E-I, productions.com. Um, you can find my podcast, uh, all my YouTube channels, because I have a few of them. Um, and then my clothing store, all that stuff's over there, contact form. And then on social media, it's basically just talent sci across everything on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, yeah, just T-A-L-O-N-S-E-I. And uh, I mean, before we go, I want to get, I wanted to ask you this earlier too. Uh, what's one of the craziest stories that you've seen traveling around? Like, because uh, we all know some people are just weird. You know, we've got, I've gone to yeah. Blacho, Atlanta. And for those people who have, who have never been to a Waffle House, either late at night or early in the morning, you see some weird yeah. stuff. You know, what's some, what's some of the crazy stuff that you've seen being on the road? Dude, Blade Show is pretty weird. <laughs> like, I, I understood the knife community, but until I saw them all together in one big area like that, I'm like, yo, knife people are weird. And I'm <laughs> one of those weirdos, but, like, knife people are real weird. Um, I I stay off the beaten path quite a lot. Like, when I was traveling, I was probably spending 80% of my time in National Forest and, like, BLM land when I'm out west. So I honestly don't have many, like, crazy stories of, like, encounters with people. I've seen some wild stuff. I've had some wild situations, um, but I, I get asked that a lot and there's really nothing that sticks out to me because I spend, spent a lot of time by myself, which mm. I enjoy. I'm typically pretty introverted, although people don't think that because I put my life on the internet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I unfortunately don't have any like good, crazy people stories or anything like that. What about animals? Have you ever run into any, any wildlife that 
You're like, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> this nothing, is it. <laughs> nothing like dangerous. Um, I ran into some animals like while hiking and stuff like that, especially out here. I mean, I've woken up some mornings and there's like a herd of elk laying right behind my van <laughs> and it's just super cool. Like you hear them bugling and everything. Uh, just two days ago, I was out with my Tacoma out on some trails and saw a bunch of moose like laying in the snow. So I, I you take should, photos of that stuff. Yeah, I was about to say, you should, you should take some photos and sell them to National Geographic because <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's really difficult for those that people don't know. I mean, even moose. Moose are really angry animals. Like if you yeah. run up on the wrong one, they're going to attack you. And uh, so getting close to them. You either have to have like a 400 millimeter lens or something bigger, which are not cheap, by the way. They're like 15,000, 16,000. Uh, yeah. Or like in your case, just, <laughs> just open, roll open the, the door. window down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> open the door. But, dude, I seriously appreciate it for jumping on with us and talking with us. There's so much more that we could have gotten into, but, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's kind of hard to get into your entire life. You know, hopefully later on when you do happen to come by idaho again you know you stop by the headquarters we do another podcast here because we also have one over there we can do one there here you know in person it's a lot cooler because uh just based off your instagram your your social medias and based off baby yoda too um you're one badass dude cool guy really humble and willing to do stuff like this you know what i mean like some people the those numbers get to their head and then all of a sudden you know it's yeah because i reached out to somebody and they wanted uh they wanted a huge paycheck uh, you know, you know, what I mean? I'm like, dude, to do dude, a podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, we're just talking. We're just hanging out. It actually helps you more. You know, like people get to listen to you about your life and, and things yeah. like that. So, uh, but again, thank you for jumping on. We appreciate it. Of course. You, nice and then you guys listening, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys.